I bet your complexion is good, though. <laughs> we got a, like a pallet of water, cases of water in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Nice cold. Uh-huh. How's the cherries? They're coming along. They're big. Hmm. We think we'll start picking in about a week. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just hearsay, you know. That's just hearsay. And that's just on that side of the valley. That's fine with me. How's <laughs> sister swimming over? She doing she doing okay. Good. Where are you at? I just left the house. I have to run an errand down to Parker Heights. Mm. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm a driver. I like to drive. <laughs> So what'd you think of that testimony of those two young ladies? That was awesome. I was listening to that last night. And I was like, man, this is, this is just so good. It's powerful, huh? This is yeah. so good. Yes, it really was. I was uh, sharing was sharing with somebody um, when I first came into the church at Yakima. Yeah, and I was about maybe twenty three years old, single. I'd go to the church and kind of hang out, pray, and uh, I'd go up in the sound room. And up in the sound room, of course, Clyde, you're gonna remember this. Oh yeah. Uh, Jim Poitras, he, he used to run the sound various places around the district, different meetings. And so he would collect tapes. And so there was a wall in the sound room that was just all these tapes from years, you know, years ago. Anyway, I'd search through the titles. I didn't know any of the speakers. And uh, I came across one called The Fasting Prayer. I'd never heard it. I'd never heard it termed that way. Adrian Littlefield, The Fasting Prayer. Man, I listened to that thing several times. It really impacted me as a young, you know, or a young convert. And uh, I got the story confused. Uh, I was talking to Nick about it because I thought it happened at a in Oregon, Corvallis, Oregon. And he had never heard of it. Well, then I did a search to only find out it was in Texas. But he shared a testimony during this time. He was visiting a college campus in Austin, Austin, Texas. And there was a sniper that had climbed up into a tower there. Started shooting people. He got shot. He got shot several times. And uh, anyway, he was equating to this to somehow that he had been on a fast or something. And anyhow, I, I don't remember all the details of the story. I just remember how impacting it was to hear him tell all these stories related to people fasting for the first time, you know, three days for the first time. And uh, just story after story of, you know, the hand of the Lord healing people, delivering people. And, uh, 
to me, it's exciting because it's like those are the things it seems like God does for new converts. Later on, he just expects us to walk by faith. <laughs> yeah. But again, we have we have been witnessing uh, several things, several accounts, stories of uh, things taking place throughout the congregations of the the obvious hand of the Lord moving. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyhow, exciting times. Absolutely. Didn't want to interrupt your uh, your study here. Oh, know? that's okay. I'm just letting you start. I'm letting you. Well, rest. <laughs> okay. It's always good to have you with us. I said to my wife just a little while ago, as I was getting ready to go out the door, I was imagining what it might be like for us to be able to have a prayer meeting. In other words, everybody coming into the same room again and having a prayer meeting. What would that prayer meeting be like? Yeah, I, I just can't imagine except power packed, energy filled, ignited, passionate. Definitely. I'm sure it would. Filled with thankfulness. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. We'll see that day. I'm sure we will. I guess you may have seen the announcement today. About Friday. Yes. As of Friday, yeah, we've all got to have masks going into any place of business anywhere. That's state statewide. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. God give us patience for all this. Patience and wisdom. Amen. Amen. How was your day, Brother Flowers? It was good. I had to host a, I guess you could call it a Zoom, but a work one. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was different. I'm so used to doing these for the yeah, church no now. I had yeah. to stop myself a few times and I, you know, especially when I was wrapping up, I couldn't, I couldn't call for prayer or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. hey, let's all pray. Yeah. <laughs> But it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday, Sister Escobar and I came here to the church, and we wow. had prayer. I mean, we had a Holy Ghost prayer. Well, good. It felt so good to that. be in the house of the Lord. I'll bet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't we just start with prayer together here? I'm sure more people will still jump on Zoom, and I know we've got people that are tuning in on Facebook as well. Um, but I encourage everyone, wherever you are, um, let's just have a time of prayer together and let the Lord have his way. Jesus, we worship you. Father, we give you thanks and praise. We exalt you, Jesus. We lift up your name. You are worthy of all praise, Jesus. You are worthy of all praise. God, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. 
Jesus, you reign on high. Jesus, you are the king. You are my king, Father. I worship and praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor. Jesus, I, I long to see your presence, God. I long to hear your voice, to know your word, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us tonight. Jesus, we pray, let your presence abide with us. God, in your name, I pray that you would draw souls, God, into your presence. Father, that we would hear from you, that we would know your spirit, that we would know your hand and your touch, God, your leading, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory. God, I pray for this congregation and for your body tonight. Jesus, I pray, covering on our minds, I pray, give us wisdom, Lord. I pray, give us wisdom from you, Father. I pray, let there be revelation of your word, revelation of your truth. Jesus, we long to be with you and to know you. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. I give you thanks for all that you've done for me. I give you thanks for all the ways that you've proven yourself to us, God. I thank you for keeping us even during a trying time like this. I thank you for keeping us by your power. In the name of Jesus, I love you, God. I think it would be good if we just continue to talk to the Lord for a little bit. Some of us, when we set aside time like this, we're used to having a lot of time to, to just devote to the Lord. And I don't want to move past that. I want us to, to spend time in his presence. Father, I worship you. I give you praise, oh God. I give you gl glory, Jesus. I worship you tonight. There is none beside you. There is none beside you. You are the king of all kings. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you are good. You are good, Father. You are good to us. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray let your presence be made known tonight. Jesus, that we would become closer to you tonight. Jesus, I pray, draw us into your side. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory and honor to your name, Jesus. Glory and honor to your name. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. Amen. I, wanna, I want to read. I've got, um, I've got quite a bit of things going in my spirit. And... I don't know how I'm going to get them all out. I don't know that I will, but I, uh, I feel like the Lord wants to, to speak to us tonight. Um, I'm going to start in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10. Those of you that are joining us, Sister Kayla, Sister Misty, good to see you tonight. Everyone watching other ways, all, that, all the people that we're connected to right now. It's good to be with you. Um, I want, to, I want to read in Hebrews chapter 10, 
and then I'll probably jump around to a couple of other scriptures. Um, Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to start at verse 5. No, I'm going to start at verse... I'm going to start at verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. It's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. I was thinking about the how we got to where we are in, in church and in, and in your walk with God. Somewhere along the way, whether it was recently or when you were a child or somewhere between now and then, you heard about Jesus dying on the cross to take away our sins. And I feel like there's, there's so much more in the Bible than that that it can very easily be thought of as just one of the stories in the Bible or one of the occurrences, one of the, one of the things. But it really is the purpose of why Jesus was, was created, why he was sent to the earth, uh, why he was born of a woman the way that he was. Um, if I go back in my mind to the first human, Adam and Eve. And I think about the way that God told them. Um, a command. It really, it started with a command. And so I have to start there with my entire approach to, to God. And I have to ask myself, can God command me? Do I allow him that? Do, do, I, do I give him that position, that place? Because if not, everything from Adam forward really comes into question. Because it started with God put the man in the garden and he commanded him. Do this and don't do this. And when he gave him that commandment and he said, don't eat of the fruit of this tree. Or if you do it, you will die. That was the command given. Now, Trace, my mind starts to think about all, okay, well, then why didn't he just kill him? Why didn't he just take their lives if that's what he said? And... To be honest with you, other than saying he's God and he loved them, just like he's God and he loves us, I don't have a better answer than that as far as why he didn't just take their life and end them just as easily as he created them. But he, we know that God loves us. We know that he, he cares about us and that he wants to fellowship with us. He wants to um, commune with us and have a relationship with us. He, that's his desire for all of us. That's, that was his desire for Adam. And so in his, in his 
desire to maintain that relationship and that fellowship he provided. It says he, he clothed them with uh, coats of skin. That really became, if you think about it, that became the first, I'll use this term, sin offering. God made that sin offering. It was to cover the disobedience, the sin of Adam and Eve. And so in so doing that, in, in, in creating or, or, or in, in providing a sin offering, he allowed them to maintain a relationship with him. Now, uh, the reason why I read this verse in Hebrews 10 and 5, uh, sorry, 10 and 4, it says it's not possible for the blood of sin, uh, sorry, the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. What that tells me is the sin of Adam and Eve was not taken away when God chose that sin offering, killed the, the animals and, and used the skin to, to make coats and clothe them. The sin was not taken away, and it, but instead that started the process of rolling sins forward. It was, it was, it was covering a sin, but it was not remitting a sin. It was not, it was not in, in this essence, forgiving a sin. It was rolling it forward. And that started the process of what a sin offering in the Old Testament meant to to roll forward sin. And so in Hebrews, the writer says, yes, all those bulls and goats and, and every animal that died, it died to be a sacrifice, a sacrificial offering in place of the person that should have died because of their sin. But it did not take away their sin. Verse 5 says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, this is Jesus, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering, and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God, he taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. He, the first and second that he's talking about here is a, a sacrificial offering, the death of, a, of an animal. He's taking that away and establishing the second, the death of the body, the death of the man. He says, thou prepared me a body. 
Verse 10 says, by the which will we, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. We're, we're sanctified by the offering of the body. It's interesting, that verse doesn't use the word sacrifice anywhere in it. We're sanctified through the offering of his body. He chose to give up the body. That was his choice. And in doing so, he, he offered it. And in doing so, he sanctified us. Once and for all. Verse 11 says, And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering, oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. So that is what Jesus did for us. He took away the need for a sin offering for us. I'm going to look, I want you to look in the book of, uh, of John now. The Lord has been dealing with me a great deal about uh, the death of Jesus. And what he went through here. Now, uh, John 17, I want to look here first. I'm going to probably look at a little bit of 17 and maybe 18 and 19 as well. But in, in John 17, just to give you the context, this is before he's betrayed in the garden by Judas, but after he had had the Last Supper with his disciples, he starts to pray. Verse 1, it says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes, to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. Verse 4, he says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And I want you to watch this. Verse 5, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So he's saying, I existed in a manner before the world was created with you. And now I want you to return me to that manner. John 1 and 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That state, that manner of existence, is what 
Jesus Christ is referring to here in John 17. Glorify thou me with the same, with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Let me read you that, that verse, verse 5 again. In, uh, this is called the Good News Translation. Father, give me glory in your presence now, the same glory I had with you before the world was made. I referenced John 1, 1 earlier. The word was with God and the word was God. We know verse 14, it says, the word became flesh. So he, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping you catch this. I know I'm being a little bit repetitive, but I want you to see he existed in heaven with God in a state that he did not, that, that he, he left. Okay, he, he, he stopped in, in that moment. He stopped existing in heaven with God in that manner, and he took on a body. He says, thou prepared me a body. So he took on that body. He became flesh. But now I'm not trying to draw a distinction between two in heaven because it says the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Beginning is a key word here. I'm going, to, I'm going to talk on this for just a little bit. Because God does not have a beginning. God is eternal and he's infinite. He didn't have a beginning and he won't have an end. So when it says the same was in the beginning with God, he's saying that manner that the word dwelt with God, that manner that the word was God, was there at a beginning point in time. God exists outside of time. I, I, I love the way that Brother Mike Gonzalez said this several weeks ago when he spoke. He said, time is a construct of God. God existed outside of time, and he decided, I'm going to make something called time. So when the Bible says, in the beginning, God created, in the beginning was the word, it's saying from that point, when God had the thought and decided, I'm going to do this, that was the beginning. So, <laughs> so that's who he was, and that's the manner, that's the state of being that he had when he chose to start time. The word was with him and the word was him and he was the word. And in that time, in, the, in, the, in, the, in this span of time that God chose to create, a part of this span of time included that word becoming flesh being made flesh. So Jesus, in, in John 17, as he's praying, and, and it's almost like he takes a little bit of a reprieve from dealing with the disciples after that, after that supper to say, I need some one-on-one -on -one time with God right now. He could even just as well have said, I need some one-on-one -on -one time with myself right now because he goes back and he's talking about 
leaving the state that he was created and dwelt in and going back to that former state. Okay, I think you got that. So we're talking about his death, his blood, his offering of himself. He became a sacrifice, but it wasn't like every other sacrifice. It wasn't like in the, the first one that God chose to cover Adam and Eve, and it wasn't like anyone outside of that. I'll mention this just, just quickly for you. I, I remember um, it's been a couple of years now at least. Um, I went to go before the, the, the Washington State District Board uh, to get a ministerial license. And uh, in that meeting, one of, the, one of the ministers that's on the board, um, he asked me a question. I'm, I'm so thankful to this day that he did because it, it caused uh, uh, an understanding for me uh, whether or not he was putting me on the spot to test me. I don't know. He probably was. But beside the fact, uh, I'm just thankful for the impartation. He said, um, why did Jesus die on the cross? Well, if you're going to be a minister, you might as well know the answer to that question, right? I said, well, to take away our sins. And he said, to take away whose sins? I said, well, uh, the sin of the world. And he, he was very purposefully addressing my concept of who Jesus died for. Because admittedly, my concept of who Jesus died for and the sin that he therefore took away by his death was for me and you and everyone that, has, that was alive at the time that he died and has lived ever since. But without even thinking about it, I had never considered the, the work that he also did to take away the sin of every person that had ever lived and died before that point. It's like we can draw a, a line right in the middle of time, in the, in the timing of salvation, and say, this group received their salvation at that day, the day that he died. And this group, received their salvation at the time of his death, but they did so in a different manner. This was, this was how he could be the lamb that died and what he did accomplished what it did once and for all. Because those sins of the group that had lived before him and died before him were, like I said earlier, just rolled forward up to that point and where hebrews tells us all the blood of all those sacrifices could not take away their sin the body of jesus christ being the ultimate sacrifice took away all that sin that had been pushed forward and pushed forward and pushed forward and pushed forward it took away all of that sin thank the lord for that 
and it did the exact same thing. I, it helps me. I, I'm, I'm a literal person in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. So it helps me to draw that line, that time span, and say, he died here for every sin that had ever happened before then. He died here at the same point in time for every sin that would happen thereafter. And his death accomplished that. It took away all of that sin. His blood. I'm going to read a little bit here in John uh, chapter 19. If you want to turn there. I'm going to do some reading, but I'm actually going to read it out of this other translation because I think it's easier to listen to. So I, I ask you to at least just to listen to this. Um, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to go back uh, to chapter 18, read a little bit of it here. Um, I'm, I'm skipping over time to, to save some of our time, but from that, that setting in 17 when he prayed to his disciples, then he leaves with them. He goes into the garden. Judas betrays him. He's arrested. He's taken before the high priest. The high priest starts to, to, uh, to question him, uh, put him on trial. And um, all of those events that lead up to that. And then he decides to take him to Caiaphas. So here's where I'll start reading. Uh, eight, uh, John chapter 18, verse 28. Early in the morning, Jesus was taken from Caiaphas's house to the governor's palace. Verse 29, so Pilate went out to them and asked, what do you accuse this man of? Their answer was, we, did not, we would not have brought him to you if he had not committed a crime. Pilate said to them, then you yourselves take him and try him according to your own law. They replied, we are not allowed to put anyone to death. I don't doubt that if they didn't have Pilate's attention already, they certainly got it when they made it very clear, we intend for this man to be put to death. Verse 33, Pilate went back to the palace and called Jesus. He says, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says, does this question come from you or have others told you about me? And Pilate says, do you think I'm a Jew? It was your own people and the chief priest who handed you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus says, my kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom belonged to this world, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. But my kingdom does not belong here. Pilate said, are you a king then? And Jesus said, you say that I am a king. I was born and came into the world for this one purpose, to speak about the truth. Whoever belongs to the truth listens to me. And Pilate says, so what is the truth? Then Pilate went back outside to the people and said to them, I cannot find any reason to condemn him. But according to the custom you have, I always set free a prisoner for you during the Passover. Do you want me to set free for you the king of the Jews? And they answered, no, not him. We want Barabbas. 
Barabbas a murderer. So jump into chapter 19. Pilate took Jesus and had him whipped. The soldiers made a crown out of thorny branches and put it on his head. Then they put a purple robe on him and came to him and said, Long live the king of the Jews, as they were mocking him. They went up and slapped him. Pilate went back out once more and said to the crowd, Look, I will bring him out here to you to let you see that I cannot find any reason to condemn him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said, Look, here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple guards saw him, they shouted, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, You take him then and crucify him. I find no reason to condemn him. The crowd answered back, We have a law that says he ought to die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. He went, he went back into the palace and asked Jesus, where do you come from? Jesus did not answer him. Pilate said, you will not speak to me? Pay attention to this. It's almost a little bit of a shift, but all of this together, uh, I want you to see. So Pilate says, you will not speak to me? Remember, I have the authority to set you free, or I have the authority to have you crucified. Jesus said, you have no, sorry, he said, you have authority over me only because it was given to you by God. So the man who handed you, the, the men who handed me over to you are guilty of a worse sin. When Pilate heard this, he tried to find a way to set Jesus free, but the crowd shouted back, if you set him free, that means you are not the emperor's friend. You're no friend of Caesar. He says, anyone who claims to be king is a rebel against Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he took Jesus outside, sat down on the judge's seat. And he said to the people, here is your king. They shouted back, kill him, crucify him. And he said, do you want me to crucify your king? And the chief priest answered. The King James Version says, we have no king but Caesar. I read that to you just to, to give you a short little reminder of what Jesus actually came to the world to do. What, I like the scripture that says he was sent not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He, I, I'm, I'm going to, I want to say this. He as a man was our example. I hope you're listening tonight. I know this is not a, a typical lesson, um, but we we just like I said, we hear it's so common to us to think about Jesus and the fact that he died on the cross, and we kind of lump that in, like I said, with other stories in the Bible. 
And then we think about Jesus Christ and we think about being a Christian. And forgive me for saying this, but it's easy to water it down and just think about him as a man. As a man, he was our example. We preach about this often. And I fully believe it. As a man, he was our example. He, he showed us how we ought to live our lives. But we preach and we teach and we believe he was all man and he was all God. He was all deity. In case you have never heard that before, that's what we teach. That's what we believe. He was all man and he was all God. So it's almost like, okay, so you're telling me that my, my human example of who I'm supposed to be like was all God. That's, all, that's not fair to me. How can I be like a man who was also all God? That's not the point of what I'm trying to, to say here. What I'm trying to get you to see, trying to get us to see is as God, he decided to become a man. This is, this is what Brother Mahaney said on Sunday. I, I, I didn't in, intend to just reteach what he taught or ministered on, but he, he, he said it, and if you heard that, he, he emphasized this multiple times. He did not have to become a man. The way that Brother Mahaney said it, he didn't have to become lower than the angels, his own creation, but he chose to. He chose to become a man so that he could do all of this that we're talking about tonight. So that he could do it to take away our sin, to die for us in our place and take away our sin. Would we pray for just a moment? Lord, I thank you. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you, Father, for taking on the form of a servant, for taking on flesh and the body that was prepared for you. Lord, you went through all of this for me and for us so that you may have a relationship with us. God, your word is very clear that a sinner does not have communion with you in the right way, in the way that you desire. But while we were sinners, you still chose to die for us. While we were sinners, while we were guilty, you still chose through your love to convey your love in the form of death in the form of punishment and ridicule and all that you did for me and for us. That is how much you love us. That is how much you want to have a relationship with us and the proper relationship with us. Father, I'm thankful for that tonight. In the name of Jesus, I am thankful for that, Father.
God, I pray right now, let your blood be applied to our lives. Lord, and let it have its perfect work. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Now, each one of us that has been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, as the Bible says, each one of us that has been through that, we lay hold to these things that we're talking about tonight, and, and we claim them and we profess them. And any person that has not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, this is how we get what we've talked about tonight on us and in us. This is how we become a part of it. It's really, it's really an acknowledgement. It's a confession. And it is a profession of my belief and my desire to have this communion and fellowship with him. He did this. He made the way for us. And that just like Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't have time to go any further into this, but I spent a lot of time at the beginning talking about how Jesus existed in a different state prior to the creation of the world. And then he spent a lot of time, if you look at it, he spent a lot of time trying to prepare his disciples and explain to them, I exist, I already existed, I'm here with you now and I'm going to continue to exist, but I'm going to do so in a different state. I'm going to do so in a different way. And he says, I will send my spirit to you. My spirit shall be in you. That is the promise of the Holy Ghost. That is the gift of God. Now, he, that's the gift. The Holy Ghost is the gift of God. The, rem, the, the remission of our sins and the forgiveness of our sins, that's the work of God. He did that so that we didn't have to. And then he gives us the gift of his spirit. Amen. Amen. That's all that I have for you tonight. Amen. I encourage you to, um, to look back through this in, in, in however many translations and ways and, and recordings and teachings, all that, that, that it takes until you really start to see this is the work that he did for me. Because that's the value, that's, the, that's the, the truth of his word. Amen. Amen. Brother Escobar, can I ask you to pray for us, uh, this group, before we go tonight? Let me 
uh, unmute you. And uh, I appreciate you. I'd appreciate if you would uh, just just pray for each of us that are on here tonight. Lord, right now, Lord, yes. I thank you for the word. Yes. I thank you for everyone thank that's you. heard it. Thank yes, you, Lord, your great love for each yes. one of us. Thank you, it came and said on each yes. one of us, forgave us our sins, yes. washed our sins, yes. sanctified our sins, yes. Lord. You made us worthy yes. to thank be you, your Jesus. sons, Lord, oh, and Lord. your daughter. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, because this thank word you, is so true, yes. Lord, of what you went through to go and do all that for us, Lord. That is a great love. And I thank you for this word that was brought forth today. I pray that it was planted in every, every heart and that you will not forget that this word because this word has promised. It has the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you. Yes, to bring forth good things to your life. Yes, this oh, thank you, Lord, for this word tonight, Lord. It really touched me, Lord. And you know, I know it touched you too, Lord, because it was from heaven. Yes, Lord, we we heard such good word tonight. And everyone, everyone, I pray that you receive this word, that it was planted in your heart, in your mind, and you will carry it with you. And you will remember this word. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing uh, elder to bring this word yes, to us Lord. to remind us yes. of your great love that you loved us yes. and i thank you lord for loving me barabbas letting us go free after all that sin lord that yes. is a great sin that is so much oh to worship you to praise you to honor you lord i oh, thank you lord for bringing that to our mind to our Jesus. remembrance Thank to remember Jesus. what you've done, how you shed your blood on that cross. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you for Elder bringing that word. But thank you, and I pray everyone that, that oh, that this was received greatly in their heart. And I thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing Elder yes, to preach this yes, word today, yes. Lord. It did a lot to our hearts, to me. It, oh, Jesus. it touched me. It touched me, Lord because of things that are going on in this world. And I thank you, Lord. This was a word from you, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Escobar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, uh, I want to make just an announcement. Um, men we've had our bible study the last couple of weeks um this week i don't want to do one uh, I, I do i'd like to do one but i also feel like we just need to take uh this week to spend more time with our family so uh we won't have a men's bible study tomorrow night we will try to get the announcement out as far as when we will do the next one um i'll make sure i get that word announced to everybody but i wanted to give you that are here uh, the heads up and I encourage you to use that time uh, tomorrow night use that time for uh, spending time with your family and and spending time with the Lord devotion and love and word and prayer and all that stuff so, amen thank you all right God bless you all yep. God bless you all too thank you that was good that was really thank you good. Thank you Love you all. We'll see you soon. Love you. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi.